Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. How's Your E-Presence is a show that's designed to help business people or companies understand ways to implement social media better. We're on the business to make money. Why not use social media to help increase your revenues? This show is managed by ePresence, and ePresence manages social media for organizations that understand that business is done more effectively by the individual profile on social media. I'm Mark Galvin, and I'm coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So what is this show all about? If this is the first time that you've landed on this channel and on this show, this is what we do. We talk about how you can leverage social media to make a little bit more money. People do business with people, and people interact on their online with people. You need to find ways that you can interact or activate better your social media, your personal social media account, so that you can well, influence that 94% of people out there that are influenced by social media to buy from you or just to stay in contact with someone. And that's the basic, that's the entry point of, of, of social media. Let's, let's really kind of expose that and grow that and help understand how we can do that just a little better. So here on ePresence, we spend time sharing updates on what's going on in social media. We talk a lot about LinkedIn, but we're also going to talk about some of the other social media accounts because we all know our customers are not exclusively on LinkedIn. If you would like to ask a question anytime, shoot me a note. You can reach me at ePresenceMG. That's my handle everywhere. I don't care what social media account you're on. It's easy to find me. ePresenceM for Mark, G for Galvin. So we always have a great time on these shows and one of the things that makes them fun is we bring in outstanding guests and you guys know this we've done this many many times i've always had some wonderful guests on this show well today is no different we have mr keith milner who is the co-founder and managing partner of coach catalyst keith welcome glad you're here hey mark good to be here sir so you uh, you came from downtown Atlanta, is that right? I did. I and did. you said you got here fast. Well, I just got lucky today. I think I hit one of those uh, rare pockets where the traffic was kind of moving. But uh, well, let's let's not count on that every th- uh, every uh, Thursday. Well, I'll tell you this: Atlanta is known for having bad traffic, right? You would agree with that. This is true. We've been caught probably in a few traffic jams over the years. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Economist spoke to a in a recent program I was at from the Metro Atlanta Chamber of Commerce, and he said, "You know what?" That traffic's good. That means people want to be here. Exactly. I was like, okay, I can handle that, right? Yeah. Just figure out, well, move a little closer to work. Well, right of course, now. and everything is relative, right? So if you live in L.A. and you're stuck on the 405, Atlanta traffic seems like a dream. Bingo. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, here's what I've decided. I'm going to get the guy that owns this station to move it closer to my house. <laughs> so I'm not moving, but I'll get him to take care of that. Right, Mike? Yeah, Mike will do that for me. Well, so let's talk a little bit about you, Keith. I'd love for folks to know what you do. Your organization is Coaching Catalyst. What is that? Well, we're a boutique consulting and executive coaching firm, Mark, and we've been in business now for about four years. Okay. Uh, we really focus on helping people improve and doing things better, faster, and smarter. Oh, I like that. That that is our that is our value proposition. The essence of all coaching engagements and the essence of all improvement is change. So you're doing well and you want to do better. You're not doing well and you want to do better. You've got some old habits that you want to change. You've got some new habits that you want to acquire. We help you go through that process and make you a more efficient and effective person. All right. So um, I think you and I need to talk because <laughs> there are sometimes I'm not very efficient. Okay. And you just packaged all that nicely together. That is an, that's an impressive thing. And, and 
you and I had a couple conversations on the phone, sure. and I said to you, and I'll talk to you on the phone, like, my God, first of all, you have a radio voice, which is awesome. Well, thank Second you. of all, <laughs> the, the, the way you approach what you do, I think, is very impressive. We're mm-hmm. going to drill into some of that. Now, you are, you come, you got some great background. Uh, I was very impressed, especially I land on your LinkedIn profile. Great Thank profile. <laughs> and and I see that you have been with Invest Atlanta, North Highland, Certus Bank, Talent Quest, Aetna, America, AmeriChoice, United mm-hmm. Health Group. Was mm-hmm. this book? Did, wait a minute. Did United Health would, were they AmeriChoice before and became United Health, or are they now called AmeriChoice United Health? No, the, you had it right the first time. They were AmeriChoice. They were a standalone uh, okay. managed care company, and United Healthcare purchased them. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Before that, you were with Nationwide Financial and Cigna. So you've worked your way through the healthcare side. I see mm-hmm. some insurance here, and you ended up working into it. Looks like a lot of financial pieces. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why did you take that path? Uh, I was following my nose. Quite, oh, brilliant! Quite, quite, quite frankly. Uh, so is that a good thing to do? Well, I, it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great thing, right? Yeah. Look at the success you've had. Well, and, and we've, we've, I've also had a little bit of bumps in the road, too. So sure. I think the, the philosophy that I tried to follow, Mike, Mark, in my career was, uh, was I learning something? Was I contributing? And would I have an opportunity to grow professionally and personally? Outstanding. And so with those objectives, when opportunities presented themselves, that, those were the filters by which I evaluated. And my career just followed a path of more or less upward progression based on me being able to do well in the job that I was in and being open to new opportunities and, quite frankly, being open to taking what some people would perceive to be a risk. Uh, you know what? Some of us are risk adverse. Uh, in fact, a, a good friend of mine was asking me about e-presence, and I told him I'm risk adverse too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing sometimes because yeah. that is a little bit challenging. But you, you know what? You, you were, um, you learned at an early age a little bit about risk. Yes. Um, because uh, it looks like you used to be a quarterback in college. Is that right? That is correct. I, I was uh, the, the first uh, African-American quarterback to start for the mighty Guilford College Quakers. Uh, we, I think, had, had probably one of the uh, least intimidating uh, logos in any college team, the, the fighting Quakers, the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate oxymoron, if well, you Well, I'm going to tell you what, that scares me just hearing <laughs> that. That's, a, that's right. Well, you know, the risk in, in college football would be, oh, I don't know if I'm a quarterback thinking, you know, the, the linebackers are busting through the line and, and there's no one between them. You know, your, line, your, your running back is, is spreading wide, right? And here you got, you got two guys coming at you. Yeah. To me, that seems risky. Am I, am I just oversimplifying that? Uh, no, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> but that's the, that's, that's the fun and part of the game, if you sure. will. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's just incredible. Well, so you did that, and then you decided to go on and, and, uh, and, and went on to get an MBA from UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, outstanding college. Thank so you. congratulations. Tar Heels. Uh, go Heels. You yeah. bet. I love that. That is uh, – that's an impressive – some impressive history here. Well, you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit about social media. Okay. And we're going to come back and talk to you about some of the stuff that you've done. Because I want to drill into, especially that um, that how we're being a, a sports, uh, playing in sports in college, how did that complement the future of, of your business? But let's talk a little bit about social media. Sure. I wanna, there's some really interesting things happening. First of all, recently a client of mine asked about LinkedIn mm-hmm. and whether they should pay for LinkedIn or whether they should stay – uh, at the on the non-paid version, and he actually was interested in um, the um, the LinkedIn Navigator side. And LinkedIn Navigator is quite frankly, it's a whole separate user interface. And and when you sign up for that, it it'll give you a whole new page to log in on. 
and it's great for salespeople. And so I here's what I did. I, it occurred to me. I, I said, listen, what I want you to do is I want you to listen to this podcast because a guy does a podcast out in the UK that does a great job of answering this question. I want to highlight a little bit of what he talks about, and then I want to point everyone to that podcast. So the name of this podcast is uh, is by it's called LinkedIn Form. So LinkedIn Formed, or you could say linked informed but all together run by mark williams and and he's in the uk and they have a little different uh system than we do in fact he and i were pinging each other back and forth on linkedin today and they have they no long they offer in the uk the job hunter uh, or the job seeker or um what, what the career in the uk they call it the career paid plan and we don't have that in the U.S. anymore. It's gone. So, you know, the systems typically will will copy each other, at least uh, there may be a lag or a little bit of that. But love for you guys. If you're interested in understanding more about the paid plan on LinkedIn, uh, I recommend pulling up Mark Williams' LinkedIn Formed podcast, episode 237. So episode 237. I think it came out in January. I recommend that. He goes through the paid systems and why each of them are good and which why they're not good. Uh, he gives a good, some good positive information there. So I recommend that. If you're always wondering if you should get a LinkedIn paid plan, check that out. LinkedIn Formed by Mark Williams, episode 237. Now, something came out in the Wall Street Journal today, and, uh, and I think this is always interesting. And when I sit down and I'm having my cup of coffee, and, uh, and I'm cooling off, by the way. I hit the elliptical <laughs> at 5 a.m. in the morning, so I, was, I always cool off in the kitchen reading the Wall Street Journal. And today there was a headline in the Wall Street Journal and the title was Pinterest blocks vaccination searches in move to control the conversation. So this is always fascinating to me. And the reason is, is this. Do social media sites have a right or an obligation, enter the word here that you'd like to enter there, right, Keith, mm -hmm. to limit information that data shows is erroneous? Uh, I think this is fascinating because they are they're blocking the the searches that have to do with uh, vaccinations because some people believe that vaccinations are causing autism uh, and other other items but truth be known the data now this is just data and i'm not taking a side i'm just going to speak to the data the mm -hmm. data shows that that's not true mm -hmm. and so pinterest is blocking that now do you use pinterest much no i don't perfectly good yeah Tell me what you think. What are you? What's your thought? Because you know what you were. You and I were talking about this pre-show, mm -hmm. and and you are. You know, you you live in today's society. You are on social media. What do you think about that? Should social media sites limit those types of things? What do you think? Sure. Well, my personal opinion uh, is no, uh, that they shouldn't. Uh, and there's it's a complicated question with a lot of complicated answers, and there are individuals who are far more. Uh, informed about all of the the pros and cons not only from a legal standpoint but from the ethical standpoint but I come at it very simply uh, there's a lot of information available in the world there's always been a lot of information available in the world right social media has just made it such much so much easier to access and so much easier to spread information it's really I think that element that's causing us to rethink some of the rules of engagement Mm -hmm. um, and things like, you know, controver potentially controversial topics like vaccinations or, or, or politics or, or anything like that, um, there's going to be a lot of different opinions. Um, right. Some of those opinions are based on fact. Some of those opinions aren't. Some of those opinions uh, may be unpopular. Some of them, they may be popular. 
But I think the information should be made available to everyone, and it's on the individual. It's the responsibility of the individual to do additional research and self-educate and not just take the first news source or the, the first website or the first social media link that they read as the one and only source of the truth. That's a great point, and I love this perspective because – if I want to share something and I believe in it, and that's the beauty of the internet today, mm. is that I can reach a wide audience. I mean, this is a, here's this podcast. Anyone in the world can listen to this show live, as it is right now on uh, Gwinnett Business Radio X. Go to the Gwinnett channel, mm-hmm. or catch it on uh, after the show on the podcast channel. And and it is great that we can share this content. Mm. I think that we all need to be understand that what we share needs to be truthful, mm-hmm. right? And I do think that the people that are posting content need to need to understand that they do have a wide audience and that that they could influence that audience and if their data is not right then they should look at that they should question that so yes it should be i agree with you this is interesting i think that there should be no limits but also i think that both the user you know the people that are dropping it on there and the people that are reading it need to be um let's be smart right if something looks too good to be true it's probably not true right Mm -hmm. Uh, so keep that in mind as you're out there working on your social media and you're you're looking at channels if something it just seems too good to be true it's probably not true and this is true politics Mm -hmm. you know one of the things i say in professional social media stay don't say anything about politics religion or sex Mm -hmm. unless you're in the business of (laughs) politics religions or or sex so there are some things you want to stay away from if you're working on your personal brand sure know, understand who your audience Mm -hmm. is but we, I think, as a um, as a society, we need to be more critical of what we read and and question whether some of that content is is true or not. Absolutely, and and if I may, this you may uh, please do. You you mentioned earlier we would uh, maybe at some point talk about sports. Well, I grew up in an era when professional wrestling was really in its infancy, and you could only watch professional wrestling on Saturday night between eleven thirty p.m. and one a.m. Right. Fast forward about 10 years into the early 80s and the 1990s, and then professional wrestling went mainstream. It did. And they were having WWF and WCW stars on Saturday Night Live. They even made cartoon characters out of them. And a new term (laughs) was born, and that term was infotainment. Yes. Oh, you're right. So is wrestling real or is it fake? Now, think about that. I mean, this is yeah. not a topic that's clearly as important as vaccinations and how that might impact some people's decisions. But there's decisions. parallels. But there's absolutely parallels yeah, there. absolutely. So, fact or fiction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is professional wrestling something that is real or is it staged? And should people be influenced by what they see and what they hear? Or is it a real sport, like, quote-unquote, yeah. football? You know? <laughs> right. It is. To me, this is interesting and a great point because yeah. – we know that WWE or what it's WWE, yeah WWE, um, is is not real. We know that it's a, that it's staged, but it's also we realize when we're watching a drama on TV mm-hmm. uh, that we know that that's not real. But we do project certain emotions on each of them. Absolutely, it's important that we understand. Who's the source? What are they saying? Are they reputable? Do they have data? Mm-hmm. And check that. Now, you may like what they're saying. It may, it may support c- personal beliefs, mm-hmm. but still look at the data. Say, oh, you know what? I don't know that I, I don't know that this is supported by information that is hmm, legitimate or maybe it's a questionable source. 
Well, this is good. I, I think that that's outstanding. I want to mention one more thing about social media. I'm going to ask you some questions. Sure. This is a quick thing. LinkedIn is going to go live. All right. LinkedIn is going to start, uh, and my, my app doesn't have it yet, but I know some in the U.S. have this, where you can now um, broadcast a live video on LinkedIn. Facebook has it right now. You, you're clicking on, I can I could take this show right now, and I could have it live, live streamed right on Facebook, and Facebook loves it. As soon as you do that, it serves it up high, and, mm -hmm. and it pushes it out to everybody's social media stream. I want all of us to pay attention to this because this is authentic. And we need to be more authentic on our social media. And that's mm -hmm. what makes social media so awesome. And it's truly a way for us to connect and providing f uh, a live video. So if you and I were sitting around and we had an interesting conversation about, you know, about whether Pinterest mm -hmm. ought to be uh, limiting searches or not, we could, we could bring in a live video and start talking to the camera, just talking to everybody else. So we immediately bring in our network into that conversation. This can help our brand. It can help people see us as authorities on subjects. Mm -hmm. And it also can let people see who we are. And they may they may feel a lot more comfortable doing business with us. There's a lot of other things that it can do. I don't want to go down that road too far, but sure. I want to make sure I mention that. We will, uh, it's, since it's not on my phone yet, mm -hmm. it's not on my app at least, um, I can't speak to how it's going to work, but I will. So stay tuned. In the future, we will talk about how uh, you can get LinkedIn live video and uh, we'll get into that in detail. So, Keith. Yes, sir. Do you think social media is important? Absolutely. Why? Well, again, we talked about the spread of information, the ability to easily connect with literally hundreds of thousands of people, regardless of where you're located. Just like that, yep. Um, we didn't talk about the, the low barrier to entry. Uh, oh, good point. An internet connection, uh, I don't know, what, 15, 20 bucks a month? And right. You know, you literally can be connected to anybody in the world. Um, and it is fundamentally changing not only the way we do business, but it's fundamentally changing our society. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think social media is important. Yeah, and it is incredible. And you know something? You can actually get on social media as long as you have one of these little devices. Mm -hmm. Because, um, and even if you don't have Internet or a cell signal, you can get free signals from practically anywhere today. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So so you can you can definitely get online and you can start to connect with people. I like to describe LinkedIn as a virtual cocktail party. <laughs> uh, and I and someone told, said that once upon a time and I I heard that on social media somewhere. Mm -hmm. I loved it and I kind of grabbed it and I've been repeating it mm -hmm. because if I walk into a ballroom, how great would it be if everybody in that ballroom had a light on top of their head and I want to connect with everybody that has red lights. Mm -hmm. you know, before I got there, I said, okay, the red light people are the people I want to find. And it would be great. I could walk in, oh, there's the red, red lights. I want to go connect with those folks and could work my way around the room as they're scattered about the room. Well, that's what LinkedIn allows us to do is help connect to people that, are, that fit the needs or we believe we have a need that we can connect with them with. And, and that's what's so beautiful about social media is that we can develop those relationships. Um, very interesting. So have you seen executives that you work with leverage social media in good ways or bad ways? Well, sure. I, I think most um, informed leaders in corporate America and in the nonprofit sector as well uh, see the immediate value of promoting their companies their mission statements, their their value Bingo. propositions uh, yeah. on, on social media, uh, which is to me just kind of a, a a low barrier. I mean, that's that's kind of a, what I call a hygiene effort. You know, sure. jacks are better. Uh, other leaders and companies have taken on um, you know a more aggressive approach. They're using it to uh, grow. 
their their base, grow right. their business. Um, you know, the whole e-commerce notion. Sure. Uh, and then even some have even gone further to um, engage their employees or their associates uh, in topics that of uh, are of interest to them. Mm-hmm. And so Good. they have proactively taken stances on things like uh, same-sex marriages or. Uh, again, the topic that we're talking about, you know, should any social media platform be limited or whatever. Um, So I see more and more executives, more and more companies taking a more aggressive approach and leveraging social media to enhance the employee value proposition to create a dynamic of where people want to be associated with that company, people want to come to work with that company, they see their leaders as being enlightened and current and cutting edge, uh, and these are all things that some people find attractive. It is one of those things that I think social media is. Most executives don't understand how important it is in recruiting. Mm-hmm. We we hear I've heard stories all the time about, hey, you know, don't make sure your social media doesn't have you in precarious situations because sure. it could keep you from getting a job. Well, executives are being searched by the employees before they go to work for that organization. Absolutely. And when they go in and they see the CEO has, you know, maybe the CEO has no presence or mm. the general manager or manager of that store, they just don't have a presence. Mm. And the competing organization wants to hire them. By the way, unemployment is pretty low here in the U.S., yeah. right? So if if you're competing with employer, competing for employees, and that employee can go to another organization and find that the leader does have a robust presence mm. and is showing their belief system and what they're, you know, what that is important to them that employee may want to go work for them because they can there's less question i can see this person values and they're relevant too sure a lot of ceos i talk to uh when i bring that up they are they're astounded they oh you know light goes on you can see it go over their head because mm-hmm. you know it a lot of people are just too busy they don't have the know-how they don't have the desire to do it themselves sure they you have to understand this is something that's extremely important and people are pulling you, especially on linkedin people are pulling you up to see if they want to do business with you right on linkedin each well, and every day Mark, but there's also a risk Yes, tell me what the risk is. Well, the obvious risk is that, you, you know, the, the position that you take as a leader of the company, um, you have to be clear that it is the company's position or it is your personal position. So right. here in, in Atlanta, Georgia, um, a couple of years ago, uh, one of our most uh, illustrious and successful fast food franchises, the owner made a comment. That's right. Uh, that yep. reflected his personal beliefs. He did. Uh, mm-hmm. about same-sex marriages, and there was a national outcry, uh, and people were immediately divided because yep. it was one of those topics where people felt strongly one way and other people felt strongly in the same way in which this individual uh, spoke. That's so, right. uh, And there are others. I mean, there's many, many, many others like that, but a lot of corporate executives would rather not even open, quote-unquote, Pandora's box. That's right. So sometimes it's safer to be quiet or be silent on those issues unless there is something that it forces you to have to deal with it as opposed to taking a proactive stance and then dealing with the consequences because whatever point point of view you take it's not going to be universally loved or universally accepted that's right so are you willing to be able to put yourself or your company's value proposition your mission your your Mm -hmm. your your Mm -hmm. vision are you willing to put it out there and let it stand the scrutiny of feedback and you have to make sure if you're going to make a stand on a controversial subject mm-hmm. that it is that, that you, you do that wholeheartedly and with full awareness. If you do it on social media, mm-hmm. that it will get attention. Oh, absolutely. Especially for a large organization. Um, that is that's a choice that uh, that you have to make knowingly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that we are still 
I, I, we're all astounded at how quick information travels these days. Yeah. I, I think it, it surprises people when something's picked up. Yeah. Uh, but you do. You've got to be very aware of that. Yeah. So you played a little football in college, I hear. I did, yes. How did playing sports in college prepare you for business? That's a great question, Mark. And uh, I'll start by, by saying the D word. And, and the D word stands for discipline. Uh-huh. Uh, I have never met a successful athlete at any level, uh, amateur or professional, uh, that didn't have discipline. You've got to train. Um, you've got to learn plays. You've got to uh, push yourself beyond what you think is, is, is a comfortable limit. Um, and that discipline and the ability to understand how to be disciplined toward achieving a goal uh, is one of those ubiquitous traits that all successful people have. There's something, the, the, the discipline piece, I think, is, a, is fascinating. And there's, this is not something that can be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. So uh, my son ran college, uh, ran cross country in college. Mm-hmm. In college, he had to get up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to run. Now, that's discipline, yeah. right? College kids getting up at 5 a.m. to get out and run. And he did it, well, to my knowledge, he wasn't late, but <laughs> there were maybe a couple times. But so that's discipline. Mm-hmm. And at a young age, learning that. The other thing is, as you said this, pushing yourself beyond your own personal limits. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we, each of us, been involved in some sort of physical activity and we say, oh, I just can't go any further? And you, we, we feel that point. Right. In, in sports, you figure out how to push yourself beyond that limit because it's really not the limit, is it? It, it really isn't. It really isn't. So that is extremely interesting. So you take that, all right, great. You understand those discipline, mm-hmm. you know, you understand those things and you've got the great discipline. Give me an example. How did that affect something specific in your business, in your in your in your work career? Do you have an example of, gosh, you know what, this specific situation I I, I succeeded at because of that? Sure. Um, early in my career, uh, I was uh, very compliant. Uh, whenever a, a superior would say, "Okay, Keith, you've got this project to to get done. You've got X amount of." days you got x amount of resources and this is the definition of success well i you know i took that seriously and i said okay head down gotta go right right good well not understanding that i needed other people's help not understanding that it wasn't Uh, just about my focus my desire to please that superior my understanding of what needed to be done oftentimes in 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 large or, or even small corporations you have to build a team, you have to build a coalition, you have to have other people who have maybe competing priorities to support your priority. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you run into a stumbling block? What do you do when someone who is critical to the success of your project doesn't share your same sense of urgency? What do you do when the resources that you've been given, you find maybe are inadequate. This is causing me stress just thinking <laughs> about this. I'm telling you, I know I get this, right? So the the, the discipline wow. manifests itself in, one, just not giving up, not mm-hmm. just making excuses. A lot of barriers there. You just and described a great a great number of barriers that could exactly. stop people. And sure. just throwing up your hands and says, I, well, boss, I can't get this done. And then you start yeah. listing all the reasons, right? Right, you right. Know, you find a way to succeed, right? And perhaps most importantly, Maybe there's something in your skill set, something in your toolkit that is missing. And are you disciplined enough to go and fill that gap? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that is, that is just cool. Yeah. I'm, you know, and I haven't thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, 
I think sports helps in so many ways. Uh, and, and but I haven't thought about overcoming obstacles. You know, you don't quit. You know how to push, mm-hmm. and you, and you do have to overcome those obstacles in a way that is not just oh, I just run out of I've just ran out of gas. I can't run anymore. Or right. I can't you know I can't do one more set of crunches. Right. And you're able to push yourself through, but that does manifest itself into here's a bunch of things that have happened that are bad. Mm. Um, what about getting along with people? Well, the next one I was going to say, and it's a great segue. Thanks for setting me up, Mark. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the obvious one that people always start with uh, is teamwork. Now, I will say that this is also true for, quote, unquote, individual sports, whether you are a golfer, you mentioned your son is a runner, or right. whether you're a swimmer. Uh, while there are individual accolades, there's usually a team element to how many points that you know the team has to accumulate in order right. to achieve the goal. Sure. So teamwork. You learn to subjugate your own interests to the benefit of the team. You learn mm-hmm. to rely on your teammates and understand that your teammates are relying on you. You learn to appreciate that there is a diversity of skills, knowledge, and abilities if you're talking about a football team, a basketball team, a hockey team, that when you can pull those pieces together in the right combination and the right intensity, that you can have something magical. That is cool. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm looking at the clock here. It's, 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 uh, we're almost out of time. I, I could ask you, I could sit here and go through this for the next hour. I'm just, yeah. I think that the takeaway is here, it, number one, Play sports if you're at a young age. Stay engaged in mm-hmm. sports. If you have kids, try to get them involved in a, com- a competitive environment where you, you're working in a team. Sure. Uh, it is. It pays dividends, and it will pay dividends the rest of your life. Absolutely. That's my feeling. Um, I think that it's a, a great thing. Plus, you know, I bet you were a great quarterback. I, you know, you're, <laughs> I bet you were also – how. So I've always wanted to throw a ball 50 <laughs> yards. Could you throw a ball 50 yards? I could actually throw it about 75. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't ask me how accurate I was. Well, I no, I didn't, to me, it doesn't matter. I'm just amazed anybody can throw the ball that far. Because yeah. I've gotten out you know, today, yeah. try to throw a ball. If I, I'm lucky if I can get it go 35 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that is, that's impressive. Well, if you practice, you could get there. I'm yeah. sure. But yeah. still, gosh, that is amazing. Well, so I want people to be able to find you. Where sure. can they find you online? And what's the website? Uh, the website is www.coachingcatalyst.com. Perfect. And I'm um, easy to find. Just Great. Yeah. And what about on LinkedIn? I, I think that your LinkedIn, uh, if, if they want to track you down, your handle is Keith Ivory Milner on, on LinkedIn. Yeah, so that's correct. Yes. LinkedIn.com slash in slash Keith Ivory Milner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find him right there on LinkedIn. Mm. Keith, thanks for coming in today. Pleasure's all mine, Mark. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate that you were able to uh, carve out some time in your busy life to Mm. join us and and sharing some great content with us, especially about how sports have made you have made you better and and uh, your great experience. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. So uh, you know how to find Keith. We just show, shared that with you. Now, when you're looking for e presence, please you can track us down by just go out and search for e presence. Uh, you can hit the web, and we're easy to find. However, if you're looking for a website, our website is epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. And all of our handles on any social media site, easy to track us down there, just like our website, but we're going to lose a dot. It's ePresence, 
M-E, presence me, again, because it's all about you. We're always sharing new thoughts, new ideas on how you can do a little better job on social media, make it a little more potent, give it a little more punch. So uh, check that out. We'll give you a few tips a day on how you can do a little better job there. Remember, we broadcast live the third Thursday of every month at 3 o'clock Eastern, or just remember the third Thursday at 3. But you can always listen to our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on How's Your E-Presence. You'll see our show logo there. Also, you can find our How's Your E-Presence on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever. Wherever you listen to your podcast, add us to your feed. We'd love to share some content with us and fe- give us some feedback. If you want to hear something new, you don't think we've covered something, hit me at, uh, at ePresenceMG. That's ePresenceM for Mark, G for Galvin. So uh, on a business, you know, we, are, we do a lot of great things here, and, and we appreciate Business Radio X giving us some time here. So thank you for joining us. Once again, find us at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. And until next time, and for my guest, Keith Milner, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your Epresence on Business Radio X. (laughs) 